The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are entrepreneurs that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They are creating businesses that really add value to others, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, Inspiration for the Entrepreneurial Mind with Chris Cooper. If you're looking for ways to develop your entrepreneurial spirit while you contribute to a better world, you'll want to stay tuned for the next hour. Now, here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com and uh, I hope you've all had a fantastic week since I was last on the show or you last listened. And I just wanted to uh, say um, firstly a thank you to Lee Jackson who was on the show last week for his perspective on real success. Now, in today's environment, many people are struggling to find the strength to flourish. And my intention with these shows is to invite thought leaders who can help us work on our inner strengths and also share valuable business content and ideas. Now, to achieve more, we must keep looking inside to become more. And, and I mentioned last week that I'd had a rough week from uh, my family had. And, uh, you know, that's nothing new. We all have rough times from time to time. And life's always going to have its ups and downs and surprises. However, the key is very much how quickly we can adjust and bounce back. And today's guest, John Hatauka, is a speaker, a humorist, and a magician. And he brings practical, inspirational thinking, and he combines it with humor and magic to audiences around the world. And his presentations are very funny. Uh, they're also insightful, and they're experiential. Now, if, you, if, if like me, when you first heard that word experiential, you didn't quite know what it meant, because um, I once remember having to look it up, uh, it means a hands-on learning experience. So his audiences get very kind of hands-on with him, particularly when they're coming on stage and doing magic and things like that. Now, I recently saw John absolutely the steal the show as he educated and entertained some of the top people in the speaking world. He was absolutely fabulous. So I thought he'd be a great guy to have on the show today and to share some perspectives from you know, his life and learning. Now, I introduced the show by talking about sort of tough periods in our life, and you know, it's often during these that we get some of the most important learnings, and eventually we can look back and we can see the gifts in them. Now, for some people, these gifts spark new careers and new contributions, and I think that's been the case for John. He's very brave in sort of openly admitting that in 2002, he suffered a very serious crisis in his self-confidence. Now, people might see him on stage now and think how lucky he is. However, everything's not always been so easy for him. And I think you'll often find that behind many successful people. John had to dig himself out of a hole that he had created himself, and he's going to share more today. This was also harder as he was working alone. And his nearest family were living in Italy. He lives in the United Kingdom. His breakthrough, though, came when he realized that mindset and his mindset was the key to success in everything. And also, it was the key to success in leadership, in working as a team, in dealing with change, everything, really. On the show today, we've had several guests who have talked about mindset. In fact, the very first show with twice world champion Roa Metablock was based around this. But for me, every guest brings something different to a subject that really does impact everything. In fact, it's the essence of being more, achieve more. So today we're going to talk to uh, John about, um, about mindset and no doubt have a few laughs, I would imagine, and even if, see if John has managed to rise to my challenge because I said to him, is it possible to do magic on the radio? He wanted to call today the strength of one, the power for all. So let's go to John and find out more. John Hatauke, how are you? Great to be on the show. Thank you for inviting me along. You're very welcome, and uh, really good to really good to hear you, John. Um, good to have you on the it, show. <laughs> it's good to hear so, me after that technical pitch. Yeah, ab absolutely. So, so John, um, perhaps you could um, start off by you know maybe telling us what do you mean by the strength of one and the power of all? 
Right, so the strength of one and the power of all is about how to find, keep, and grow the strength to flourish, even in hard times, uh, enabling us to, as individuals to make a positive difference either to our own lives or to the lives of others. So it's about finding the strength to achieve whatever we want to achieve. And the, the astonishing thing is that we already have that strength. We just need to, we just need to grow it, that's all. Mm. So... so- you say we need to we need to grow it. Is this this is something that we we learn? Is it? No, I think when I say we need to grow it, I think the the seed is already within us. But, uh, the, and the number of times I have surprised myself, and I'm sure you've done this, and, and and the listener as well, where we think, you know, if such and such a thing was to happen to me, I don't know how I would cope. And yet, when we have adversity, when we experience adversity, it's amazing how we do cope. Uh, absolutely. So maybe, maybe then um, what would be helpful? Would you like to share with us your your story, and you know why this is such an important topic for you? I think good to hear well, okay. your words. So for me, uh, in 1989, um, I became a, a full-time corporate magician. And um, so I, for 12 years, I was really flying high. I was very, very successful. I was uh, performing at 20 exhibitions uh, a year, working for really big clients, working around uh, up and down the country, the UK, working in Europe at um, uh, conferences, using my magic to communicate a message, doing really, really well. And then I found, and then in about 2000, 2002 was the worship in business that I ever had because in 2002 I um, you know how uh, tell me if you can identify with this kind of thinking you know you might do say a hundred in my case it would be a hundred presentations or a hundred um, speeches or whatever you would do 94 good ones yeah and then you do three which would be absolutely out of this world. I mean, I'm talking about getting standing ovations. I'm talking about people throwing flowers at me, being carried around the room, shoulder high, women begging to have my babies. <laughs> Actually, I've just realized, I'm sorry, that, that last bit was a dream I had last night. But anyway, <laughs> you know, but, you know, but you know what I mean, right? And then I would do three presentations which were not all that good. Which ones would we focus on? The 97 good ones or the three poor ones? And that's what happened. I focused on the three poor ones. And because I was in business all on my own, I was doing all the admin, I was doing all the sales, the marketing, uh, writing all the scripts and the delivery. And because I'd not surrounded myself with, uh, or rather I'd surrounded myself with people who wouldn't or couldn't give me the support that I needed or the moral support that I needed, I just focused on those three jobs that were not all that good. And consequently had a crisis in, in confidence. Uh, I didn't have any confidence in the competence that I had. Um, and it's taken me, it took about six or seven years to actually w- uh, work my way through that and become stronger once again. But that doesn't mean that I, I don't have any off days or anything like that. We all do because we're human. But it means that I'm now more confident in myself because of it. And because I was on my own, I realize that there are many other people that are working on their own. For instance, chief executives think they're working on their own. People who run small businesses think that they're all on their own. Um, people who are in authority think they're on their own. So we, even though we may be loners, I'm saying that we're not really alone. We don't have to be alone. We can uh, tap into the help that we need to flourish. So, so are you saying that when for people who do work on their own, yeah. then it's really important to have this a network to help you flourish? I think it is because we all have great days and we all have those days that are not so great. So sometimes we need a moral support, but it has to start within ourselves. The growth has to start within ourselves, but having a, and also having a support group around us helps with that. Yeah. So, and what do you see in in people then who don't? have the strength what do you, you right know? for me i don't I, it can be difficult seeing any uh, any characteristics that stand out but because there, okay there are two types that you'll see you'll see the person where it's obvious that they're not on track so for instance they don't feel confidence they don't feel they're not focused in what they're doing in their lives or in their business 
they're uh, depending on others uh, more than they are depending on their own uh, their, uh, their own uh, inner strength. Uh, and then there are others, and I was one of these people, where on the outside I looked very confident. I, I mean, I, I would stand in front of audiences of hundreds of people and speak. Uh, and yet inside, I felt very lonely. I felt that uh, that I didn't have the strength to to go on. And I'm not talking about suicide. I'm just talking about the 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 uh, the focus of achieving what I wanted to achieve. I really didn't have the direction. Mm. Uh, so, so, so you didn't have the direction. Um, is is this um, the direction for my life and my career, or feel comfortable with myself? That's what I mean by the direction there. Right. So, so what we're talking about really is this this area of self concept. Are we about which you know they say in, certainly in areas like selling um, and you know high achievement in in business that yes. having and sport having a, a high self concept and a solidity in terms of knowing who you are, where you're heading. Yes, and feeling robustness that sometimes exactly. there's things like happen to you. You focus in on those three that didn't go very well, and and I guess with with what you do too is it's quite public. Um, oh, well, it was, but the for me, I realised now. I realised when I look back that it was me who set the standards too high. The client was uh, was very happy with what I did, but I knew that I could have done a better job. And it, because I focused, uh, because I was focused on perfection, and I wasn't going to achieve that perfection, uh, then that's when I started eroding my own confidence, uh, and it also uh, eroded my own confidence it, because as I said I surrounded myself with people that wouldn't or couldn't give me the moral support that I needed. Uh, for instance, um, um, I was in a relationship where I was being told I was useless, and you always do this, and and even and. If you love somebody, even the person who loves you dearly, they can erode away from your, uh, erode your confidence without realizing it. So, so that didn't help either. Yes, yes, I can relate to that in my, in my past too. And it, it does, that, interestingly, that I had a you know, crisis of self-confidence uh, many years ago and that was a, you know, the end of a difficult relationship and it was uh, some changes in the job and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So I can, you know, really can chip away at you, can't it? Yeah, and often we think, is it me? What have I done wrong? Am I am I uh, a lesser mortal for some reason, or you know? So we, we we lose that 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 focus and that direction in our lives. So so tell us about you know magic and comedy. How how do you think this helps people? And why? Uh, uh, right, okay. <laughs> well, when you say well, I tell me about magic and how it helps people, I know how it helps me in my presentations. So for me, uh, my magic and my comedy helps me to form a bridge with my audiences. I think it was Victor Borgo who said the, the shortest distance between two people is a, is a laugh or a smile. Um, so my comedy helps me to uh, build rapport with an audience. But also, if the audience are, uh, are laughing, they're listening to what I'm saying. And if they're listening, then they're engaged. If they're engaged and they're listening, then the message that, I, that I'm conveying is more likely to go through and they'll remember the message and take action afterwards. And the reason why I use my magic is that it helps me to illustrate and punctuate the points that I'm making. So if I'm talking about focus, for instance, because we talk about, uh, in fact, in a little while we're going to talk about focus again, but if we talk about focus, I'll get somebody up on stage and I'll do a trick where everybody can see how the trick is done, but the person can't see what's happening. They can't see how the trick is happening. So I can then say, where are you focusing? Are you focusing on the positive or are you focusing on the negative? Where are you focusing in your business? So I can use the magic in that way to get the message across. Excellent. Have you got a... Sorry? Does that make sense? Yeah, it completely makes sense. So, so, and I guess it provides, it does two things. It, it creates a uniqueness for you and a uniqueness in your sort of proposition. And also it helps people to understand your messages. Exactly right. And it is for me the uniqueness that I have because um, I'm a speaker. And the number of times I say, okay, I'm a speaker. Okay, fair enough. I'm funny. Okay, that's great. And then it's, and I use magic as well. It's like they're getting three speakers for the price of one. <laughs> so it also helps, uh, but for me, it's merely getting the message across. So have you got have you got a favourite joke? Because I know you tell jokes as well, don't you? Right, well, actually, I don't. I have got a favourite joke, but I don't tend to tell jokes, even though I'm, I'm known for being funny. So right, okay, here's the joke. Here's my favourite joke at the moment, which is um, a house in London 
was raided by the police last week and they found 4,973 cannabis plants. The house is worth £450,000 and has a street value of £97 million. <laughs> well, I, thought, I, thought it was, I thought it was funny. <laughs> so, I hope it wasn't your house. Yeah, I can just see this, right? Five, one minute past five when the interview's over, the police are going to be around here. No, I don't even have any plants in the house. <laughs> I, I promise you there are no plants. Also, there is one plant. I've got a muddy plant, and that's it. Uh, <laughs> this, is why, this is why Voice America, uh, in their disclaimers, discredit themselves from what people say on the radio shows. But we weren't endorsing that, were we? We were just uh, making an observation. Yeah, exactly. It's just a joke. We're seeing that now. It's just a joke. You'd be t- like one uh, ex-U.S. president. You'd be telling us in a minute that you uh, um, the only time you experienced cannabis, you didn't inhale. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, there's also the diet that I've been on a diet lately. Recently, I've been on the diet that where you eat garlic, curry, and onions. You eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner garlic, curry, and onions all day long. You don't lose any weight, but you look diff- You look thinner from a distance. Boom. <laughs> <Bubble. laughs> Excellent. Well, we're going to have a go to a commercial break now and we'll come back and we'll find out uh, a little bit more about some of the key principles behind okay, uh, your thinking, John. Thank you very much. Thank you. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of bemoreachievemore.com, and I'm with John Hatalka. We're talking about the strength of one, the power for all. And I was just wondering, John, before we get onto some of the principles, do you think the world's missing a little bit of magic and comedy in these stark economic times? Well, I'm not sure about the magic, but they're certainly missing some, some comedy and some laughs. I think if we're, not, well, if we're not careful, we're taking ourselves too seriously. And it's amazing how many organizations uh, say, right, we're gonna be, this is a serious business, it's in a recession, we've got to be very, very serious. Laughter, as, and we'll talk a little bit more about this a little later on, I believe laughter just oils the wheels of commerce. It's, uh, it helps people to get along more, it raises our spirits, but, um, so uh, laughter is so important. I think we're going to be focused on the business, but we just need to relax a little bit more, that's all. Uh, absolutely. And I think maybe that's why, certainly in the United Kingdom, we seem to have had a, a rise in the popularity of stand-up comedy. There's uh, an awful lot of it on the television these days. 
Yeah, and I also heard that uh, the DVD sales, comedy DVD sales, have gone up by a phenomenal amount. I don't know what the figure is. Well, well we've certainly been buying a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's you and me. Is it because we too? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I can't move in my house. It's full of uh, comedy <laughs> DVDs. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I just like to point out I don't have any plants in my house, but plenty of DVDs. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Just to, quickly before I forget, and um, we move on to some really important principles, but I ask you the question, is it possible to do magic over the radio? Oh, okay. Well, let's try this. Let, let's give this a go. Now, what our listener is going to need is a couple of coins. And if you're driving, if you're driving, you can't do this, but you'll be able to do this a little later on. And I'm not sure if it's a magic trick, but it's a superb optical illusion. You need two coins. I, I've got two 10-pence pieces. I uh, hope you can hear them. I'm rubbing them. And you need to hold them between your forefinger uh, four and thumb. And the idea is that you just rub them together. And as you rub them, and if you look in between them, you'll find an extra coin will appear. Are you doing that, Chris? Can you see that? I am indeed, yeah. I, like, I can see an, an extra coin. An extra coin appears, and then when you stop, the coin vanishes. There you go. I think I could be Bryn's answer to the economy. Look at that. You could, you could make money that way, could you? How, how, could, do you, yeah. how can you capture that one in mid-flow? And, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, hang on a minute. Steal it. <laughs> oh, I just, I just fell into the, that. That was the extra coin falling into my glass. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 10 pence down, only 87 trillion to go, <laughs> trillion pounds to go. Excellent. So uh, anyway, before, before, before people start being concerned that we've been drinking or we've, we've visited that house of yours in London, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's move over to the principles. So let's right, talk, okay. John, about some of the principles behind this, this strength of one. All right. Well, the first thing is we need, to, we need to develop an awareness, an awareness of our behaviors, thoughts, and beliefs, and in particular the awareness, thoughts, and beliefs that do not serve us. Uh, the next step is um, to ask for help when we need it because quite often we get in our own way we need to ask for help when we need it the third one is focusing on on the positive as opposed to focusing on the negative in other words focusing on what we can do as opposed to focusing on we, what we can't do but we still need to be aware of the negatives and the challenges uh, the next thing is to, to surround ourselves with a, with a support group mentors coaches uh, and a mastermind group and if you don't know what a mastermind group is we'll, we'll talk about that in a little while and, and above all else Relax and have fun. And I know that time, at times it can be very difficult to do that, but relax and have as much fun as you possibly can. Coming from you, that's, uh, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so, so let's. Uh, you went through those quite quickly, so I think what we should do is talk through those in turn. So, okay. yeah, John, let's start with I think your first point was awareness of thoughts yeah, the and thoughts beliefs that and don't beliefs. serve you. So, and in particular, the beliefs, yeah. So how yeah, do you so, do that? Right, okay. So the first thing is it's, it's just really uh, being observant. I'm going to say of what it is that you're doing uh, and what it is that you're thinking. Because at the end of the day, um, it's about uh, what goes on in our heads, what goes on between our ears. So if we catch ourselves thinking uh, something along the lines of, you know what, I can't do this. Or, uh, you know what, crikey, there are no opportunities out there for my business. That is a thought that isn't serving us because we're saying there is something that we definitely cannot do. So if we catch ourselves saying that we can't do something or there are no opportunities, we need to say, stop, hang on a minute, all right, so there are no opportunities. Let's just think about this. Let's see how we can rejig that thought into something that is positive. So instead of asking, um, okay, uh, there are no opportunities out there, asking the question, all right, so exactly what opportunities out there or what skills have I got that I, that, I can, um, uh, that I can achieve whatever it is that I want to achieve. So it's about being aware of those negative thoughts to start with. Great. great. So we need to be aware of those thoughts. I suppose the question to, for, to sort of pose to people is just to have a think. You know, how, it's even looking back over the next 24 hours, well, well it you, is. You know, have you said to yourself, I can't do that or I couldn't do this or, you know. Well, it, my... it's a similar principle as much as, okay, for instance, if we're there are, I know somebody who was uh, doing his best to stop swearing. 
because he swore like I have no idea. And yet every time he caught himself swearing, so what he would do is go, stop, right, relax, right, just beware, you're swearing again. And then for a little while, I don't know, let's say for the sake of argument, he swore once an hour. Once he caught himself swearing, he'd say, oh, hang on it, I've caught myself swearing, right? And then he'd only do it for maybe half an hour before he did it again. Some people want to, want to go on a diet and they might catch themselves buying chocolate or eating a bun. It's being aware of that behavior. And it's the same with our negative thoughts, being aware of those thoughts that aren't serving us. Oh, I can't do this. Or I'm afraid of doing this. So if I'm afraid of doing this, what, it's better to ask the question instead, what do I need to do to do this? What kind of skills do I need to do to achieve this goal? So it's being aware of those kind of thoughts. So it's very much re- reframing what you just Reframing, exactly you know. right. It's reframing, yeah. In NLP terms, yeah, it's reframing it. In a, but in we a need constru- to be aware. In a, exactly, in a positive and constructive way. But it's about uh, being aware of that behavior to start with. So if, you're, if your principle is the strength of one, are we saying that by, by behaving in a way where we're not aware of our thoughts and beliefs and, and saying things to ourselves and maybe to others that are limiting us, actually, that is weakness? I'm not sure if it's a weakness. Uh, I'm just saying that it's something that isn't serving you because I don't think, and some people may perceive it as a weakness. I personally don't. I perceive it as that you've got to be aware of that of that behavior. You're just in a different place. We need to put you in a completely different place so that you are now more positive and that you can achieve your goals. After all, it was Carl Jung who said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. It's about finding control in our lives and us being in control of our lives. Actually, so what I actually meant by the weakness was that it holding us back in terms of oh, I see. what we might want in to that achieve. Case, so I, I would agree with you then. In that case, if that's the, the terminology of weakness, I will go along with that. I don't like the word weakness. I think constraints is better. Fine. I was, I was really taking the opposite of the strength. Does that make sense? Oh, I see strength, what you mean. Yeah. Strength yeah. Of yeah. It's almost yeah, like okay. a, a weakness which is not empowering us to yeah. move to where we want to go. Oh, um, I never so, thought of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Yes, I agree with you, yeah. So, th- so these things are, are things that erode the strength? Yes, yes. So, so but you also um, mentioned about asking for help when we need it. Was this something that perhaps you didn't do back in 2002 when you had this crisis or no. hadn't done leading up to it perhaps? No, I hadn't done leading up to it. And for me, uh, the reason why I didn't was that I found there were small businesses, there were magicians, there were speakers who would come to me and they would ask me for my help. And I felt like I was in a position of strength. So this is a belief that didn't serve me. I felt I was in a position of strength, that I was given great value, that I, uh, I had great credibility. And, uh, and I thought that if I was the one asking for help, then I would no longer be of value. I would be in a position of weakness. I would no longer have any credibility. And we all know consciously that that is a belief that, wouldn't, that does not serve us. Uh, and yet it's amazing how many people think along those lines because we now all know that by asking for help actually shows that we have an awareness of the, uh, what, what it is that we need to achieve our goals. It shows that we have a, uh, a willingness to learn, a willingness to move forward, a willingness to grow. It shows that we have wisdom. It shows we have character. And above all else, it shows that we have courage. Quite often we get in our own way. And that for me, the asking for help is so important because we think it's a weakness and it isn't. It's a strength. They say nobody ever achieved anything of any significance on their own, don't they? Well, no. I mean, and I've done some research, and I found that superstars of stage, screen, and music, world-class athletes, irrespective of how much money we've got, irrespective of, of what we've achieved in our lives, from time to time, each and every one of us, we all have doubt, self-doubt. Yeah. Things happen, and I'm sorry, this is, that's life. That's the way it happens. And it's the way we grow, actually, the challenges. But anyway... And aren't people just, when you do ask for help, you need help, often people are so generous in terms of you will get the your minority. aid and supporting you? Exactly right. You'll get one or two that won't, but it's amazing. If you are genuinely seeking a solution to get out of a hole, it's amazing how many people will rally around and do their best to help you. Mm. So again, what we're saying, I think, is that 
the ability to ask for help don't see it as being something that and, and, I, and I use the term as uh, Weak. a weakness you know it's not a weakness or a flaw yeah. um, asking for help actually no. it shows strength exactly right exactly right yeah so how about focusing on what you can do right so about positive thinking well it, is, uh, well, it is about positive thinking, but it's a little bit beyond positive thinking because it's amazing how many people say, you've got to think positively. You know what? I'm going to fight Mike Tyson. I'll think positively and I will beat Mike Tyson. Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, no matter how positive you think it is, you're not going to be a Mike Tyson unless you're in peak condition and you're an excellent boxer. No, uh, focus on the positive is about, yes, focus on the positive, but being aware of the negatives, being aware of the challenges. So, for instance, if I want to write a best-selling book and I want it to be a bestseller, right, okay, thinking on the positive, uh, if I was thinking negatively, I might say, well, I'm no good at English. Uh, I'm no good at writing. Uh, I haven't got the time. So, I need to turn around and think, okay, so what is it that I do need to focus on if I want to achieve my goals? Well, you know what? I'm quite good at telling stories. Uh, I'm quite good at, uh, uh, I might not be good at writing, but I'm quite good at putting my thoughts across. So why, how can I get my, my thoughts on paper? So it might mean that you get somebody to do, get a ghostwriter. It might be that you somehow get, need to find somebody online that's got a publisher that can introduce you or whatever. But it's about focusing on what you can do and then acquiring those things, acquiring the skills and the knowledge that you need. Maybe we should point out that a ghostwriter is somebody who writes the book for you, not a ghost. Yeah. Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's true, yeah. It's about, about focusing on the positive. I mean, for me, uh, what I found, uh, in fact, I fell into the same trap again about two years ago, at the beginning of two and a half years ago, whenever it was, at the beginning of a recession, where once again my business started going downhill. And I focused on the, the, uh, the, the business I wasn't getting. I focused on the, um, uh, my resources that were getting less and less. Um, and, and a couple of months later, I was going, hang on a minute, whoa, stop. What are you doing here? And then I started focusing on the networks that I did have. I started focusing on the resources that I did have. And above all else, I started focusing in my business on the value that I could give my clients. And once I did that, when I started focusing on the value, that's when the business turned around again. Now, okay, granted, um, the market as it is, and this is another thing that I hate, when people say there are no opportunities, there are opportunities out there. Because I noticed that in every single market that, we, uh, that there is, every single sector, there are people and organizations that are flourishing, even though other organizations are folding. Why is that? So what I'm saying is that if we focus on the value that we can give, um, yes, there are opportunities out there. We might need to work a little harder to get them. We might need to be more creative to get them. But focus on what we can do. There are opportunities out there. Absolutely. I guess what you're also saying there is focusing, focus on the opportunities that are out there, and, but also focusing on your unique abilities and strengths Exactly and, right, yeah. And focus on those. And then, like the example of the ghostwriter, you bring in other people if you, where you can. And, f and sometimes if you haven't got the money, f you can find creative ways to involve other people as well to support yeah. you where they're, where they're doing things that they can do very exactly. well. And it might not be a ghostwriter. It might be that you decide to write a book with several people. And you, maybe you come up with the ideas and the other person does the writing. Great. So whatever it is, whatever the goal is, it's about finding uh, other solutions. And if we ask our brains, how can I do this, instead of saying, I cannot do this, because if we say, I can't do this, the, subconscious mind, the way the subconscious mind works, it goes, okay, you can't do it. If you say, how can I do this, the subconscious mind will try and find a way of achieving that goal, of finding that knowledge that you need. Yeah. I, I guess the... You know, this also translates to people, and anybody who's listening who's maybe in an organization who's thinking, well, you know, I'm in an organization, this doesn't necessarily all apply to me, and that if you can focus on areas and fi put your, you know, find yourself and engineer yourself into a job where you're focusing on things that you can do really, really well, then you're quite likely to be able to achieve far more in those kind of roles. Than absolutely, and it works in organizations more so as well. It, yeah, absolutely. It works in organizations more so because quite a lot of people in organizations feel that they're working in silos, that they're on their own even though they're part of a team. So it's, uh, sales forces, for instance, they're on the road, and quite often they feel that they're on their own. 
when they really should be contacting their colleagues to find out about techniques and things or whatever or best practices and also work together to, to give each other moral support. Definitely. When I was a, a sales guy traveling around the country, that moral support from colleagues was invaluable. Absolutely. It's invaluable. There's a, a particularly nice, um, a nice girl in, the, in a, a company that we used to order supplies from, I remember, and I think some of the sales guys um, managed to run up several hours of phone calls a month to this one individual. <laughs> well, that's cute. You know, she showed, but she was fantastic actually in terms of the support she gave. You know, exactly right. And it might just be that you just need to hear a human voice at the other end of the phone. That's enough support. That's support enough. Fantastic. We've got a, a couple of minutes till commercial break now. But you also mentioned this point about surrounding yourself with a, a support group. Um, yeah. How that, how has that really helped you? Okay, well, for me, it's been phenomenal because, it's, in fact, certainly over the last couple of years, um, I've, uh, I've, I've surrounded myself with what's known as a mastermind group where half a dozen of us get together periodically and each of us brings an issue to the table and then five or six people working on that issue, finding solutions, is far more powerful than you having to find it on your own. So th this next principle, surround yourself with a support group, is about, uh, okay, uh, it's not about feeling really down and down in the mouth and depressed. It's about being successful already and getting better at what you're doing. Marvelous. So I think those those things are really really important. And uh, finding finding a group that can help is and support a group of peers is invaluable. And uh, you know I, I run a program that does that, the Achiever program. And um, but there are also I'm sure in your local area other things that you can join or even set up. So absolutely. We're we're going to go to a commercial break now, and then after that, I want to find out more about how you relax and how you would recommend to relax, relaxing and having fun and bringing more fun into the workplace. Thank okay. you, Joel. I look forward to it. Thanks. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you are looking for both an inside and insightful look at what you're not seeing in media coverage of today's legal, business, and policy battles, tune into In the Court of Public Opinion with host Jim Haggerty. What happens in the public arena affects us all. Whether you're following the latest high-profile court case, corporate crisis, or are just interested in government and policy, be sure to tune in every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. The witnesses are ready and the jury seated. So join us for our next session in the Court of Public Opinion. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel or listen on demand to our archived shows. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchievemore.com with uh, my guest today, John Hatalka. We're talking about uh, a personal strength. And I was going to ask you, John, I think your, your fifth point about relaxing and having fun. I wonder how you recommend that in this busy time people relax and, and also have as much fun as possible. Uh, I think it's it's an, it's an outlook. It, all right, there are several techniques. I say several techniques. Several things that, that I do. Um, for instance, why not 
practice smiling. Just smile. Smile at people. Because when you smile, it's, you change your physiology. Uh, we also know, and it's been proven, that we, we use a few muscles when we smile than we do when we frown. Uh, and it changes the mental mindset. So just smile. if you're walking past the corridor and you're passing somebody, smile at them. But just don't stalk them. But smile at them. <laughs> um, another thing that I do sometimes with a friend of mine is that we, we send each other little texts. And you've got to be careful in the sense that... If you're working, if it's a working day, you've got to focus on work at the end of the day. But for a 30-second break, if a text arrives from, uh, from a friend, we'll send out silly questions to each other. And we'll ask each other silly questions. Uh, recently, I asked if, uh, if uh, diehard vegetarians would avoid driving through a town with the word ham in the name. <laughs> or is it true uh, that cannibals don't eat clowns because they taste funny? You know, that, that, whatever it might be. Um, so it's we just send little things just to cheer ourselves up. Um, if you uh, if you have regular meetings, start off the meeting by celebrating something at the meeting. Say what what was good that happened since the last meeting. Those kind of things. Go for a walk, a uh, ten fifteen minute walk in, in the fresh air. Uh, instead of staying when you're having lunch, instead of staying in the office and having a lunch, go out for a walk. Uh, those kind of things. Have you come across companies that? do this particularly well? Uh, I don't know. I've not come across them, um, but I know that there are some companies that do do it and they do encourage their, their employees to, to go out for a walk or uh, and maybe even meditate at times or even uh, do exercise during the breaks. In fact, does Microsoft do something like that? I'll tell you what, Asda, in fact, Asda, about uh, they joined Wimbledon week, I believe that they had their own, uh, they've got the Wii, you know the Wii, and they had their yeah. own uh, uh, knockout Wimbledon with the, the employees. They set up in a corner in the canteen and they had their own Wimbledon knockout tournament. Fantastic. I, I, I really was very impressed. I think it was be last year, maybe it was the year before, I had a, I had a meeting up at Asda, and Asda in the United Kingdom is a big supermarket grocery chain. Oh, and yeah. Uh, and I went. I went to their head office, and it was just amazing. The the foyer in the office, and they had lots of little kind of uh, meeting areas, and it has different. Di- there's different tiers, different levels, but just the buzz and the energy in there was mm. was quite phenomenal. It was really was incredible. And you know, I sat sat there having a meeting. It was a bit noisy for a meeting, but I just sensed real energy and and pace. And somebody was telling me they'd had a a celebrity singer who was doing some sort of advertising with the company and they have like every month they have a the chief executive does a little speech in that area to all yeah. of the employees and uh, on this particular one they had this um, I think a guy called Peter Andre and had him play a you know and sing as a surprise to the group and they often do that sort of thing and as, you know not every company can obviously afford to do that however you just sensed something quite special in fact, I got an inquiry. I said inquiry. I got a call from them. Now that I remember, they got a call from them asking them asking me, "Do you know anybody who can do a firewalk?" <laughs> they were going to. So I don't know if that came off, but they were going to do. A, they were seriously considering doing a firewalk in the in the car park. Really? Yeah. Oh dear. I once worked for a company who did that. Who hit national headlines because two thirds of the people who did it uh, burned their feet. Oh, oh, right, okay. <laughs> they obviously didn't go about it the right way. All right, no, they enough. didn't, no. <laughs> also met a firework walking expert uh, once who did these firewalks, and he actually burned his feet on one occasion, and that was because um, well, as he was about to go across, a Swedish female network, a netball team suddenly all arrived to watch. <laughs> his mind was distracted, and he ended up um, in hospital with, uh, with burnt feet. <laughs> Right, get him, get him to get in touch with me and let's talk about focus. <laughs> Absolutely. The, in, the other interesting thing I, about the, the Asda experience was the following day I went to see a bank and I went and sat in their foyer, uh, a big bank, and I was uh, watching, just sat down watching a TV screen, didn't get a great introduction no. or great well, welcome, and there was a TV screen with Sky on and I saw, you know, 
bombings. I saw how that the economy <laughs> was going down the pan, uh, and I saw something pretty horrific on the on the news. And you know, I didn't feel good when I went into that meeting. And I actually told the board. I, I actually shared the experience with them. You know, this is what people are experiencing when they come into your organisation. This is what yeah. I experienced yesterday. <laughs> you see, this is another thing when we talk about awareness. It's about being aware of those things, being aware of the uh, the negative or the positivity being sucked at, sucked out of us. Anyway, so what? Um, so what really kind of you know in terms of it being relaxed and and also having fun? I mean, do you wake up um, full of fun in the morning? You know, what really gets you out of bed in the morning? Usually, it's a full bladder. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, uh, what gets me out of bed of a morning is. Uh, to be fr- I work from, okay, I have a home office, so I work from home, I've got an office in the, in, the, in the house, and I just, I enjoy doing what I do. I mean, mainly I, I speak at conferences, and I, and I, I'm an after-dinner speaker, and, and I just enjoy putting together the presentations that I put together. Uh, I don't train, at the moment I'm not interested in training, whether that tr- changes or not, I don't know. Uh, I, I just enjoy, I, I just enjoy myself, um, and I've got my day planned out in as much as I have little, I always have a little uh, um, nap. Uh, after lunch, a little siesta, I'll go for a little walk, I do my exercises. Uh, I just enjoy myself. So, I mean, that, what I was trying to get as well in, in terms of that question you were talking about here, really, I think the strength, in terms of being at, f- at strength, full strength, and I think what you mean by the strength of one is about, you know, you being at full strength, and actually, by you being at full strength gives more power to everybody yeah. else. Exactly. Um, is is whether you have a routine when you get up in the morning of of I don't know whether it's some people meditate, um, some people yeah. it's exercise that helps okay. you get into the zone and also helps you to to go through your five principles. Yeah, well, for me, okay, yeah, I do. Uh, okay, get up and I do. I do meditate. That is the first thing that I do, and uh, and then I do my little meditation uh, through a course. Of, I'm, I'm currently reading the Course in Miracles. Um, I'm fascinated by the book. Um, uh, I'll do a little bit of work in the office, and then I'll I'll do my exercises. I mean, I've lost in, in about two years. I've lost uh, about a hundred pounds in weight. Uh, that's seven stone or about 45 kilos um, and that's once again just focusing on, on health and, and health and fitness but it's, that's still a work in progress it, uh, for me I, I think I, I, there aren't really any special techniques because I'm now so used to it I just do it automatically does, does that make sense? And I think it's about um, changing our habits so that we do do these, these things automatically. But one thing that I do need to point out, and I forgot to mention this, and that is the busier we are, the more important it is that we slow down. Because one of the things that I learned that is that the more we slow down, the faster we get, especially, especially if we're really, really busy. Because the number of times I've been really busy and I thought, I can't find a solution to this issue or I'm looking for ideas to do such a thing. And then I think, no, I'm going to go for a walk for five minutes or I'm going to go to bed or whatever for, and you sleep on something and then the following day you come back refreshed. After the break you come back and you have the idea. Walking, I love walking. I find it so meditative and the number of ideas that I have when I'm walking, I carry a recorder with me, is, is brilliant. It's so easy to see those things as being nice to do, isn't it? And actually yeah. they can be a really, really important part of your working day. Oh, absolutely. A, a very, very productive part. And it, but frankly, I think it depends on your personality type as well, because there are some people that thrive on that uh, being busy every second of the day. And if you're that type of person, then fine. As long as if, you, if that's how you operate optimally, optimally then that's fine. Uh, but I think for a lot of people, and certainly for me, I need those little mini breaks. So, and actually, actually you can. I need those mini breaks, but I also find that I can be very busy while I'm doing them. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I'm in the car and I'm driving, I listen to self-development DV- uh, CDs. So you can sometimes you can multitask, and and if you can multitask, that helps save the time as well. Are there any you know some key messages that you want to leave people with today? The key messages. Well, the key message. I think the main message is is that first of all, be aware of your behaviours, be aware of your thoughts, be aware of of what's going on in your head. And if you find yourself that you're thinking a negative thought, a thought that isn't serving you, then just stop and note it, honour it, and then just think. Right, I choose now to think positively. 
but just be aware of the your behaviors and the thoughts uh, and the other thing the main thing is is have fun uh, no matter how busy you get try to enjoy yourself try to have as much fun as you possibly can and do your best to relax if you possibly can fantastic I think uh, you know, these these principles we probably most people kind of heard these before well, they have. However, you know the, but the question is and the reminder is are you are you actually doing them uh, and it's, it's an ongoing discipline, isn't it, to, to do some of these things and, and keep it alive. Absolutely. But I've got a challenge, and I've got a challenge for everybody. And my challenge is this. My challenge to you is to stun the world and be astonishing. My challenge is the next time you see a complete stranger, just do something nice. Give them a compliment. Just say hello. You don't have to do anything too creepy, but just do something nice for that person and see what happens. Well, on that note, doing something nice, that's, uh, I'd love to say you know, thank you very much to you, John. That's been really interesting to talk with you. I think there's been a lot of inspiring ideas and thoughts. And uh, thank you very much for joining the show. Okay, and thank you very much for inviting me. Thanks, Chris. Pleasure to, pleasure to have you. And I'd just like to uh, you know, say um, if you want to find out a bit more about John, um, go to um, www.hatalka.com. Co.uk. That's H-O-T-O-W-K-A. I'm sure there'll be so on there some uh, examples of John speaking to audiences and doing some of his magic. So uh, have have a look. Have a look at that. Um, do also join us. Next week's show will be quite you know, different to this show. This show has been around another show around sort of success and the mindset principles, and um, she's very valuable. Next week's going to be a bit more of a kind of masterclass. Uh, because what we've got next week is one of the world's leading relationship marketing experts. He's, he's called Terry Brock. Uh, Terry is an absolute expert when it comes to using technology for marketing. I mean, he, he is, um, he's the person that AT&T, Microsoft, Skype go to for um, expertise in this area and for his expertise in, in blogging. He, for example, facilitates the blog for AT&T with about 100 people in that company reporting to him. And he's going to share with us how important it is to bring technology into our businesses and our lives and actually how easy it can be to do this. And he does this really well. Um, I've seen him um, speak a number of times and he, I've picked up so much value from him. So while recording the show, Terry's also going to video it as well. So for after the event, people will be able to um, have a, also see an interactive and more personal experience. The, the show after that, too, I'm also going to mention today, which I don't normally do. We've got Jeff Ram again, who I got a lot of positive feedback about his session on amazing marketing. We've also got, from South Africa, Michael Jackson, who Michael... Uh, was described by Nelson Mandela as a national treasure. And we're going to talk about change. So that's another really exciting show. So if you have any questions or feedback, please do send it to info at bemoreachievemore.com or leave it on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash bemoreachievemore. Have a fantastic week and don't forget uh, the challenge that John has just set us. We thank you for listening to Be More, Achieve More. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.